What is even up? <laughs> it's your boy Crabman here with my boy Hackenstein. So tell us, how are you doing? <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, slightly. A smidge later than usual. No particular reason. <clears throat> Just. Yeah, that's my fault. <laughs> the weekend was too full. It spilled over into what I consider a weekend Friday. It should be a weekend, right? Yes. Yeah. Why? What were you doing? All this. All kind of things, you know. <laughs> you want to tell us about it, about your week, what you've been up to? What sure. are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm sorry. Clearly. <laughs> no, I had, a, <clears throat> I had another, another really productive, nice week. Mm -hmm. I have been eating a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is partially your fault, so... <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, <clears throat> I think I'm good now. Mm. <coughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, now, uh, uh, working on the wizard really, really go works now, really is flowing. Mm. I'd say flowing, yeah. So I have my, uh, my usual um, schedule of um, waking up late and doing all the emails and all that stuff. Mm. Then doing breakfast at around two, uh, one, mm. usually, and then I, um, I work a little bit. Then in the evening I start to relax, and then at night I start working again, mm. which works for me. It works perfectly because there are just times that I'm not really motivated, not really. I don't have the energy mm. to sit down, and but late at night, especially when I relaxed beforehand, like. <laughs> You know how uh watched a little bit, played some game, and then um just look at at the game again, because then when I'm like a little bit tired, a little bit um high i'll I'm able to play the game mm -hmm. and then the first bug I see I work on, and that's how i i um I'm working right now because I want to have like one build I can give uh, Ankita mm -hmm. so she can make a, a few gifts. And other stuff for the marketing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm um, yeah, just going from one bug to the next, or not even bug, just like stuff that irks me that I don't like. <laughs> yeah. This pixel has the wrong color. Then okay, let's 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 fix that. And it's it's mostly that. And it's a lot of fun. I love that, especially like late at night. Somehow it's 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 great. Mm. It's just uh, on the next day. Usually, on the day, I have to reread all the code I I I uh, I've done, and then I commit it, because usually there's there's some stuff still in there that I tried, but then gave up on, and then tried something else which worked, and then I forget to remove that stuff. Mm. I'm much more able to just go at it and try something, even then, um, even if it's something I've worked with like the Pathfinder. You yeah. remember that one? Yes. Rewrote it so often and then there was like one option you could put in exceptions. And I wasn't sure is this an exception, like points? Uh, is this exception a point you can walk on 
despite you not really sh the walk map doesn't really says mm -hmm. it's walkable but this is the exception to it mm. or is it something that you can't walk on although the walk map says it should be free yeah at first i thought it, it would be like the letter turns out it was the first and then Yesterday night, I just <laughs> rewrote that part completely. I thought like, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. It's probably not that. So let's just delete it and rewrite it. And if it if I don't like it the next day, I just can reroll. Mm. Don't have to commit it. And yeah, it worked out fine. So committed it today. Feels good. Make a lot of progress. Nice. I think it's 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 playable now. You can play it. Mm. Beginning to end. Still a lot of like the, the cinematics, uh, sure. cinematics like the texts and all that. That little stuff is missing, but levels work. Um, already a lot has changed mm -hmm. because um, like the um, how enemies can see you is just a different um, algorithm now. Mm -hmm. So they can't see you from different spots. And each level I, I designed back in the day with, especially with a with um, conscious where the enemies can see you and when they'll start to engage with you. So yeah, I moved up stuff around, uh, added a couple of um, checkpoints in the first two or three levels. Yeah, spiders can now walk on spider webs. Mm -hmm. Um, which is pretty cool and you can't you have to but you can destroy them the spider webs to walk through that's fun it's yeah that's that's how I, I want to work on on a game it's playable you can just iterate and make it better and better and better yeah yeah so the early access is basically perfect for me you can just <laughs> work on it and people can play it which motivates me again to continue working Hopefully we'll be able to make some money and uh, finance me doing that. Would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, cool. So mostly that. I mean, I, I watch stuff again, but sure. I mean, watch a lot of season twos. Oh, I see. Season two of Cobra Kai, which was nice, but again, the end was like <sighs> crazy that they went there. But it's obviously like a cliffhanger for the next season. Mm. I kind of dislike that. Um, season two of The Boys I finished. Really great. Really, really good. Um, but similar. Basically the after credits, credits scene. So it's not after the credits, but you, if you know, okay, this was basically the story they wanted to tell. Now they, they start laying the groundwork for the next part yeah and they, there's a big reveal and <clears throat> i'm sure they, they'll they'll make it good they'll give it like the right context but for me it looked kind of like what we discussed some time ago with the edge lots there no 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 the, uh, what if the good guys are actually bad <laughs> and it's I don't want to spoil too much because, yeah, um, but it's basically this one politician in there 
And she reminds me of AOC. Uh -huh. Oh, and now she's the villain? Yeah. Yeah, of course. And yeah, before that I was like curious where they would go with her. I, I spoiled it now, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you will definitely see that. Uh, or maybe you won't because it's um, the faces don't look as similar for you as they do for me because I don't, I don't have a good face recognition software installed here. Mm. Yeah. So maybe you want, but yeah. Then, and I saw season two. What season two did I watch? Ah, um, no, no, <laughs> no. no season two. No, no, there, there was a, a third one. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Let me just check my notes. Um, yes, okay. I, I, I remember why I can't remember. <laughs> no, I know why I can't remember. It's Fall Guys Season 2. So, Fall Guys, you know the game? Mm -hmm. When it's still played it, I played it a bit too. Oh, we watched the stream, when it's still stream with him playing. Yeah. And uh, they have just released, or just released like one or two weeks ago, uh, Season 2, uh -huh. which brought new levels, a lot more cosmetics, and various small improvements. And it's pretty great. Um, not as many levels as I'd hoped um, are there. Mm -hmm. But I think we only played one new level three times. And everything else was old levels. But we weren't really good, my brother and, and I. Um, mm -hmm. But now they, they in the loading screen, you are falling down. Like, mm -hmm. And now they added, like, if you're in a party, the other people too. It always looked like that's what they wanted to go. That's where they wanted to go. Yeah. But now they implemented it. Mm. And it's just it's nice to see it like improve. I think that they have a good thing there and if they continue working on it like that, um I'm sure they will make lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> so much money. Well, sounds like they've already have. Yeah. Yeah, they have, and I think they. I don't. I didn't look at the numbers, but I think they are like um, again pushing Among Us down. Like Among Us was like interesting for a week or two, and now Fall Guys is back with season two. What yeah. was Among Us? Among Us. Uh, did I tell? Maybe you about Among Us. It's. Um, it's one of those titles that just sounds. You are on a spaceship with uh, other players. Um, one or two are the betrayers, uh -huh. the imposters, and your goal is to uh, finish some menial work on a space station, like there are several problems and errors and you have to fix them mm -hmm. while not getting killed by the imposters. And you can okay. call out, uh, you can call in a, um, a meeting, and then everyone votes on who should be kicked out of the spaceship. If you either finish all the tasks <clears throat> before the imposters kill everyone, you win, or if you got rid of all the imposters. Mm -hmm. It's it's pretty solid game. Um, it's a very old formula, I would say, because uh, games like that existed forever. It's basically werewolf, werewolf. Oh yeah. The what's how are not digital games called again? Gesellschaftsspiel? Party game? Party game, yeah. 
or there's a Half-Life mod, Half-Life source mod called Trouble in Terrorist Town, TTT, which we uh, used to play a little bit with my friends from Constance. I think they still played every Wednesday, but I was a bit, um, yeah, it's not my thing too much. Because um, of the shooting mechanics, mainly. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, as you can see, it's a pretty neat game. I was not the imposter, so I don't know what they can do. Um, I didn't know you could have like a little friend following you. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, we played that on our last um, online LAN party due to Corona. Um, yeah, that was the game existed for a long time before some the streamers head bundles. <laughs> yeah, some oh nice some bad crap. Some streamers picked it up and played it a lot, and then it got hugely famous. And yeah, now they've made a lot of money too. I think before that they didn't make any money at all for like a year or so. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it, it's kind of it's kind of funny, but it's not really grabbing you, right? Nope. I think nobody's really grabbed by the art art style, but it's kind of so weird and minimalist that, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> look at that graph. But it works if you know that there's something cool behind it. They're used for so many memes now. It really exploded. Went viral. Legit oh. viral. <laughs> Looks like it, yeah. Uh, 220,000 reviews. Yeah. But it's it's not like that. It's not. Um, it doesn't deserve it. It definitely does. It's very well made. Mm. It's got really cool systems to make the whole basic setup more interesting. It's very really easy to understand what you have to do, where you have to go. So I, I was a bit confused at first. <laughs> they made like a lot of small mini games for the people to solve. Yeah. And if you die, you are not like disqualified immediately, but you have to continue doing work to enable, to allow your team to win. I'm not sure what happens if you're an imposter and die. Got lots of options for your games. Um, solid. Um, game multiplayer uh -huh. hosting system easy to make your own room hmm. cool. looks cool, cool it looks a bit like a like a flash game yeah definitely it's something that i find a little bit off putting yeah i'm not too much into into the art style it's it's consistent mm -hmm. uh, but it looks very cheap and I think that's what, that was basically their problem. But yeah. now that people know that behind this cheap look is a solid game. Yeah, I guess that's the problem we also always have. Yeah, <laughs> kind of do. <laughs> so I guess we just gotta be picked up by some famous streamers. Yeah, maybe maybe we will to the MAG Festival. Yeah. Right? And end of November. We definitely have a spot. I mean, I have a I got a paper that said this time you get to have because <laughs> we went like in the in the arena booth yeah and it's basically in the arena booth but the festival the festival yeah and it's the same guys who do it it's a super crowd 
people. Uh-huh. Yeah. And even in the Discord, they, they talked about their own event, basically, yeah. which is the Mac now. Um, it's pretty cool. And we will probably release around that time. So maybe we will release in there, like a release party there. Maybe we'll get sponsoring by Fritz Cola. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I wonder what that entails. If the wizard needs to, if the health potions then are Fritz Cola or something. <laughs> I, I would, I would implement a potion that's just black. <laughs> Doesn't do anything. Maybe <laughs> just makes you burp or something, or increases your walking speed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so certainly sounds like a fun new thing to try selling out yeah we never got the chance to do it so. exactly it's not like we wouldn't we just haven't been offered yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, there's still a chance still a chance <laughs> so, what else what else um yeah monday i played played diablo one again mm. Still, still a lot of fun. We tried um, a different mod uh, last time. I talked about the Hell Two, mm-hmm. which has a lovely small community. Um, they have an unofficial multiplayer Discord as well, which is flagged uh, not safe for work. <laughs> and then when someone noted that, why is it not safe for work? There's nothing in here. It's not safe for work. Um, <clears throat> someone promptly started a. Uh, dirty picture channel <laughs> now there's a picture of a big boobed uh, girl there just so they can leave it and not safe for work apparently that's fun mm. yeah but we tried channelbox which is a rewrite of diablo 1 um, it has higher definition graphics mm-hmm. so it looks very similar but just better plain better it looks, it looks a bit weird because the lighting is completely different now. It's much too bright for the feeling I had. But you can like yeah. just uh, reduce the gamma and then, then it's fine. Um, the big thing is you can play with more than four people because <laughs> that you couldn't you can't do in Diablo one. And the thing that made us try out Channelborg was that in the Hell 2 you can't share your loot. Mm-hmm. So everyone has instanced loot. If monster dies, everyone gets his or her own loot. Yeah. And you can't steal it. And we thought it was dumb. Uh, we didn't like that. Uh, we loved <laughs> the so-called ninja looting. Just like in the middle of the fight you see oh there's a ring that dropped and you, you loot it while fighting. <laughs> Which was always great. I thought at least it was great. And then going up into the to city and then throwing everything on the on the ground and everyone can look at the stuff and then you decide who gets what. Or maybe you don't, because you wanna keep your chain mail that you just found, even though you're not a warrior, but you like it. You gotta <laughs> keep it now, you found it. Um yeah, that that really we are really missing that in the uh, in the hell too. So we tried that, but as it turns out, not as much fun as we remembered. First of a lot less loot. So we really struggled getting enough uh, health potions and mana potions to survive. Mm-hmm. And then 
everything looks weird it's it looks better but it's kind of like if you're used to the other one it kind of it's unsettlingly beautiful <laughs> if that makes sense and then yeah um sharing the loot wasn't as fun as we really imagined it because it, there, there just wasn't enough loot to share yeah yeah and i think yeah you would hit your uh no that's not true you you couldn't hit other players it was only because uh, you could challenge other players to fight and uh -huh. i did that in the beginning and then i uh, forgot to turn it off again or the other players had to turn it off again that's how i i turned it off and then they had to turn it off too they forgot then in the dungeon i, I started making uh, damage to them and they were <laughs> asking me to stop and yeah as a mage i was like in, in the background just throwing fireballs in their back <laughs> it was a bit um yeah not very efficient or effective what we did so we tried it for like an hour or so and then we went back to <laughs> the, the hell too so unfortunately for our fifth friend <laughs> who cannot be invited now uh we'll we'll stay there and yeah it's it's really a, a great mod it's it's really fun to play diablo one still works again yeah. anyway that's i think that's basically my week yeah hmm. how was your week my week oh. hmm how was my week well my week wasn't that great um or if you want to talk about something positive instead. <laughs> no, there's nothing positive to talk about. <laughs> um. <laughs> the last view just went. <laughs> but they were holding on for a long time. Like through the half an hour pre-screen. Pre <laughs> Oops. I doubt that someone was actually watching. Um... So, yeah, I'm not doing so well and still trying to figure out how to fix that. It's not really working because somehow things keep not going my way. <laughs> um, well, what do you mean? In... So, in general, I have this problem that I've burnt out and I'm trying to kind of get out of that by not doing anything, which I don't know how to do anymore. So that's difficult. Mm -hmm. And so I figured I would... Well, I discovered um, a game, almost accidentally, that I thought was very uh, fascinating in that it is a... Well, it's not only for DOS, but it's also for DOS and Commodore and all that, that cool stuff. You know, from back in the day, and you know, since I've uh, always sort of been into text adventures, more the making of them than the playing, um, I figured I would. Let me switch over here. So that's the Curse of Ravenstein. Um, Have you transitioned? Uh, that is the transition, yes. Oh. Um, so, which is, you know, old school text adventure, just nice. with very nice. Looks so beautiful. Nice graphics. Um, and yeah, I found it really interesting because uh, this game is free on itch. Uh, you can get it. It's uh, available for 
also for modern PC, but then also a couple of very old options here. Hmm. Yeah, um, the other ones are old too. All the other ones are old. Yeah, it's just modern and then <laughs> way retro. And <laughs> I thought it was interesting is that what they do sell is basically, uh, where is it? Where's the link? Yes, they sell collector's editions, which are boxed versions that come with floppy disks and everything, uh, 25 bucks. Apparently that's how they make their money. And I was like, that's such an interesting thing to like actually make games for old systems. But, uh, do you know if they make money at all? Interesting question. I mean, I haven't asked the guy. I was actually thinking about asking him like, how yeah. much money do they make if this is like a thing that... Very interesting question, yeah. Because I was thinking if maybe for the for the meantime, as we try to figure out like a fairly huge project, um, mm. we can do something small in between and to get some an idea for the funding like how much money we could project to mm. maybe make with something like that um you see of course i find that super interesting and so then i uh ran off and <laughs> tried to port one of uh one of these old uh text adventure thingies or like a test adventures mm. that i made to port that to ms dos and that's a lot of fun somehow to like actually see that show up in DOSBox. I mean, it's still not, but it's it's somehow cool, I feel. And, nice, huh? and, but the thing is, so I figured because I sit here trying to watch something, but everything bores me and try to listen to something, but it's like everything is just not, mm. nothing's distracting me enough from life. Mm. <laughs> and uh, so I figured if I, if I um, you know, do something that is fun, that I don't have to do, that I just do because I want to, um, then it's not really work, so it shouldn't exhaust me as much, but it's still uh, in the same vein so that I maybe feel like I'm doing something and I get less stressed out about not doing something, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's what I would say you need. I don't think that like doing nothing is really best way to go there i think you need to do something to to make this part in you that that wants to be productive chill like <laughs> yeah. to say today we did something man let's watch a stupid movie yeah it's but the thing is that i immediately noticed like on the first day i had so much fun it was like exciting mm -hmm. like really when i thought of holy shit i can do this and then i installed myself a c compiler in DOSBox and I got the first Hello World running and yeah. um, you know printing the first title onto the DOS screen and something. I was like like a you know like almost when you when you're on a roller coaster and it goes down, sort mm -hmm. of how your heart is getting into that kind of exhilarated, yeah. weird feeling. You know, but that was yeah. So that was ah, that was just delicious almost, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then on the second day, you know, as I kept hitting new roadblocks because I have never programmed mm. in C before. I mean, it's not that different to C++, but it is different. It's mm. um, a lot more, a lot, lot more basic, obviously, a uh, lot more base level stuff where you have to, like the thing that I'm sitting on right now is to just get the output to be formatted a little bit so that it uh, doesn't like line break in the middle of a word and stuff like that. Mm. And just working with strings is such a weird thing 
because you don't have strings, you just have a char array. Mm. You kind of have to figure out what to do with that, and if you want to concatenate or whatever that, yeah. and put them together, um, that's a whole procedure of reallocating new space that has enough. Is you're working with the memory right. directly, kind of, yeah. almost. Not obvi obviously not directly, it's not assembler, but um, it's there's a lot of strange things and pointers are still oh, a little bit right. weird to me. That's what, what I think of when, I, when, you, when someone says C, I think of pointers and I just... <laughs> I mean, I, do, I did okay with that in C++ because somehow that... I guess there's all those things that I would kind of expect. Mm. Uh, from more modern like strings for example <laughs> <laughs> um, and and yeah so sometimes I hit roadblocks that I don't fully understand because I don't understand the the how it works yet and I notice in these moments that I'm so demotivated to keep trying but something in me says you have to push through that you have to get this done so that you get back to the part where it's fun because the moment it works out, most times, yeah. I'm back to, okay, now it's fun again. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, maybe that was two, three days ago. I I got into this where I just, even when I solved it, I, I was angry about it, kind of. Like it was, it, again, I felt like I was burning myself out with work that I don't actually have to do, but I feel like I have to do it still. Like, it's still too close to what I'm trying to get away from to not Maybe. also... Yeah. yeah, so basically the the transition drug that I'm trying to take to, like, sort of get off that yeah. <laughs> um, was... It, it was difficult for a couple of days, but I did actually push through, and then it became okay again, and now I'm having sort of fun doing it. Not the most fun, but it's something to do. And sometimes I do get excited about it because it is fascinating to just get a better understanding of how computers actually work, like what that actually means, mm. what we do on a high level um, the rest of the time. Right? Yeah, I don't care at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it interesting to learn these things. Not to actually have to know them, but to like just learn, I guess. I don't like to be tested, I just like I to learn. I find it very interesting that there is this. And that I know there it is there, but how it works, I don't care. It's At least as, as long as I can make my games and yeah. I'm I'm already so like once I'm done with this, I'm actually I was thinking of maybe I'm gonna like actually make a a new little text adventure with mm -hmm. that engine as I'm writing it. Um, but I think what I really wanna do is write a C compiler and then sure. <laughs> And then write like a new language, like just to test it, not for production, but just to <laughs> figure out how that works. Yeah. <laughs> so that's I don't know. I find these things uh, fascinating. And certainly of... are, certainly are. But yeah, they are too close, too close. I mean, you you said that how much you liked, uh, like in therapy, you were like doing a little. What's it called again? Kerber, basket Kerber. Oh, uh, my, yes, yes, one of wicker baskets. Wicker baskets, yeah. I think you need something like that, like something physical, something. Let me show off my cool wicker baskets. Oh, wow, I, I never realized that this is one for, they are from you. Oops, they look really professional. Wait, now I better switch so people can admire. <laughs> so this is. This is one of the wicker baskets I made in therapy. 
Look, it's nice and round. It's not perfectly round, but it's nice. This one has a lid. <laughs> so yeah, so that's the cool shit you get to do if you go to therapy. <laughs> like, uh, it's making me crazy. <laughs> actually, wait, that's another one. My best one I gave away, actually. Uh, it was a birthday present, even though I regret that now. Because it was very cool. Not because I don't love my friend, but it's... Uh, it's just too good for your friend. Huh? Nah, nah, that was good. But maybe I need to at least get a picture of it. Actually, I might be going over there for dinner mm. um, next week. I'll get a picture so I at least have that. So this one also, always trying something new, right? And this is super cool, yes. I mean, I don't know if I could afford making this stuff if I had to pay for the materials, so mm. I have not tried. But it is yeah, certainly... It's really dry. Is it usually like... Um, <clears throat> oh, it is. Is it glazing on it or something? Yes, it is. Uh, there's a finishing thing oh, to... Okay. I mean, this is like, what is this, six years old now? I don't know if it's... It does feel a little bit different than it did a couple of years ago. But yeah, I also made that, I don't know if you know, the orange... Uh, like sort of like a plate, like a decorative plate. Mm. It uh, has like a, this orange base and then it like uh, kind mm. of has these overlapping patterns. Yeah, I don't think I, I've seen that one. Well, that was cool and then yeah for my friend I made something sort of like this and it has more of a real base and then like a big one mm. and nicely like a nicely decorated and everything so that was so yeah that stuff it is actually very fun. This is my favorite of the ones that I yeah, have. Yeah that's I really great. I think I'd like one like for my next birthday, like in big, like the where you can look through like these Japanese uh -huh. monk thingies. Hey, monks! I think they are. I mean, go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, when did you this week? Huh? Didn't you go this week? Oh yeah. How yeah, was that? Thursday. Oh, I forgot. <clears throat> it was uh, it was good. It was really good. Um. I had my amnesebogen. Anamnese? Anamnese. What's it in English? Probably the same word. A nemesis. <laughs> not amnesia, right? <laughs> well, let's see what that is. Uh, but yeah, basically the... Like getting the details, like yeah. the basic... So I don't know. Uh, Anamnesis. Case history. Medical Anemnesis. history. Well, it was really close to what you suggested. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you just have to say it Englishly. Englishly enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I um, when I had it lying around for <laughs> for like basically a month, yeah. just once, like late at night when I couldn't sleep, I started like filling out the easy parts, mm -hmm. and then it was always what was open was still like, why are you going to therapy? What do you want out of therapy? What are your problems? What are your goals? And that stuff was open. Then a lot of, of just <clears throat> when did you, uh, when were you in kindergarten? Mm. When were you in school? How did you like it there? How was it socially? What were the expectations of you? Yeah. That stuff. And then, yeah. So Wednesday, <laughs> I had to write that all down before coming to you. <laughs> and then, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we we. Ate, 
you cooked really nice dinner and we drank a couple of beer I think because the beer was a bit stronger and it's not the usual beer we had mm -hmm. I was feeling a bit <laughs> sick on the next day and I had to go there early so it was interesting I was also feeling weird the next day yeah maybe I thought it was food. because the because it was a very overcast day like it felt like a really weird pressing yeah. so I thought it was that but yeah I was also a little bit out of it yesterday yeah so yeah that was a bit weird but we yeah she just looked at it and went like oh let's talk about and then she, <laughs> she said she, she's gonna read it later because it was so much text yeah, sure. I'm sure when you wrote yours you had like to use all the bag bags and more <laughs> How did you do that? Because I had to use the back on, on one page. And I was wondering how, how you would manage to do that. It just like the spaces they have. <laughs> I am honestly not sure. I don't remember doing one of those with with her. I mean, I did those. Um... I think you, I remember you telling me about it even. It's possible. Um, but the only one that I remember writing was like, um, they called it like a what's actually the word in english like they call it lebenslauf sort of like mm. a cv but they mean like a their life's history no. um which yeah was meant to be like you know just 10 pages or something i wrote 30 that was <laughs> that was back uh when i was like yeah when i was hospitalized and doing these these cool things um so i remember that one i don't remember filling in with any of the other therapies that i've had Did but you? that might just be because it was so Maybe quick they, they got a warning don't make him do this you will regret <laughs> yeah. no that was that was pretty good and she gave me another session so i think i'm in now yeah i was wondering if this yeah this just worked it just started now i'm now i'm in yeah see like i said it's you just weird. you just ask so after two months and then suddenly you have it <laughs> yeah i don't think it was even two months was it Maybe it was about, I think. Yeah, probably. I think you asked her, like, right at the beginning yeah. of when you were starting to split up, and it took two months for you to split up, and then you had it. So that... Yeah. I mean, I just asked for one to, to get to know her so I can judge if I want to stay there even, or if we can work out or not. Mm. And she said, yeah, it's a good idea. Come over. And then she said, okay, here's the... Um, 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 the medical history. The <laughs> medical history. Right, fill it out. And then we can talk about it next week. So I thought like that would be like, okay, like one more time of getting to know each other. But then, yeah, this time she was like, okay, when do we want to make the next appointment? I was like, okay, like once a month, I think was great. She said, oh, that's, not, that's it's pretty far apart. Like if we really want to work something on something, we should do it more often. I was like, yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> I thought... I just wanted, if I can get once a month, I'll take it. I'll take uh, once a week as well. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's now uh, two weeks, two weeks or so. Mm. Yeah, no more homework, so that's great too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, I guess if she's already talking about uh, working at it, then I guess you're in. Yeah. I mean, uh, in general, I think from the, what the... Uh, What's it called? The medical insurance hmm. uh, covers is like five test yeah. hours, but um, 
VR. I mean, doesn't sound like a testing anymore. So. No, no, no. Doesn't sound like it. So that was great. Um, and she's really nice. Mm. She's really nice. Yeah. She asked me what what if if I had something good planned for the week or in the next in the coming time. Yeah. Was, I was like something great. No, I don't. No, I don't think I don't do great things. Well, we we do some. We want to make cookies in my uh, flat. Oh. I so still wait. have some if you want one. <laughs> oh, I'd love one. I just want didn't want to finish that. Not right now. What? Okay. I have a whole bag. That's what's not all. Okay. Uh, if I had known that <laughs> Wednesday, I would have ate more, but I might have felt worse <laughs> the day after. The recipe says nine cook. It's enough for nine cookies, and I got this out of it. So that clearly isn't true. Yeah, there you go. Uh, great. Oh, it smells so great too. Yeah. So this, these are the small ones. Like the first one that I made was bigger than this. <laughs> okay, so it's more like nine pizzas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, this is the first time I made cookies, I think, ever. Not just this recipe, but ever. I don't bake much, I, mean, I cook more. Um, you should start baking more instead of like, like to get out of it. I, can, I will come every day and eat here, if it helps you. <laughs> mm. I know something about baking mm. just doesn't grab me as much as cooking. I don't know what that is, but I find baking boring. I find cooking it's exciting. Yeah. It's, Nice yeah, I think with these I still need to mm. figure out because I don't think I did it quite right. You want to tell people what it is? It is at first uh, I thought like okay, it's it looks it doesn't look very appealing. <laughs> well, I mean, like most cookies are these these this basic cooking dough and it, it tastes like very um, yeah I don't know just like sweetness, no taste, but like only sugary. And then they have like the the chocolate above it, like to mask that there's just that it's basically just sugar. <laughs> but these taste great. They have this caramel. Mm, the salt is great, and the mm. chocolate. Yeah. So what I this is? Was, I wish there was more chocolate, but mm. but uh, that's so sparse makes it more exciting if you get to one. <laughs> oh. Well, I guess if it's just nine cookies, it would be enough chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, now this is the the two-day cookie from Tasty. It looked nice, so I thought I'd try it. And so yeah, it's um, a vanilla dough with like you have the like toffee as this bit and chocolate and then also lots of salt. It's also sprinkled with salt. If you can see that, and it's just a weird, interesting kind of really addictive yeah. mixture. It's so weird. <laughs> like when I eat this, I'm like, do I like this? But then I kind of do, and it's... Oh, I love it. <laughs> this is maybe the best cookie ever. <laughs> well, that's good. But, but I think... Uh, this is exactly my taste. Like the caramel, vanilla. I can make them again. <laughs> um, I just think I may have put in a little too much butter. Because it was like I needed... 225 grams of butter and you know they come in 250 blocks and I was like ah I'm not oh. gonna save like yeah. this little sliver but I think that made them 
Maybe that's why they turned out so big that they're now very, very thin because they ran, mm. um, yeah. they spread more. And um, also, I think I cooked them a bit, a little bit too long because I should have, you know, put the, like, not just quarter the cookies, but also half the time then. You know what I mean? Like, I, I cooked the, I baked them for as long as the original recipe said, but that was for much bigger cookies, I think. So they were bigger done cookies. quicker because they were smaller. Yes. Mm, okay. What I'm thinking. So they're a little bit more chewy, especially. Well, I kept um, making it shorter and shorter. And the ones that we ate first, they were much softer, right? Mm. And that's because of them I only uh, baked for 10 minutes, not the 20 it said. And that was much better. So I think, yeah. It's just so weird. I wasn't expecting them to be so runny when they pull them out of the oven because mm. they're like you take them out when they're done and you can't even lift them up it's like trying to lift <laughs> a wet blanket or something like it's uh, but as they cool they um yeah they become more crisp and now they are a little bit too hard i feel so i'm thinking yeah next time i'm just gonna try just 10 minutes and see if that doesn't make them even nicer Hey, Wendell. <laughs> yes, it is. It is quite good indeed. It's incredible. I think if I if I remember, I will ask you for the recipe when we do our cooking. And then I just prepare our, our cookie session in my flat. Mm. Yeah, because I really don't like the the, the basic cookies. Mm -hmm. They're so boring and <laughs> offensively boring. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so privileged. <laughs> <laughs> well, you like what you like. Oh. Mm. Okay. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, depressing stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so. So yeah, I'm. I'm still trying to figure that whole. Burnout thing out. Um, and then, of course, you know, I look up the. Corona statistics for Germany, yeah. and we are well into a second wave now. We have surpassed the big spike that we had in March, and this is just I am preemptively stressed out because um, you know, as the countries were locked down. Um, no, let me start another way. So I got married. <laughs> oh. um, Hold on. Oh no. Did you again take your ring off? <laughs> what? No, I had it the end. Such a bad I had it the entire time. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna sit like this to make up for it. Um, so I got married in February. And then, of course, um, in March, everything locked down everywhere. And so I've been. What has it been now? I've been now married over eight months and haven't seen my wife for eight months. So that's fun. Yeah. And Perfect marriage for most people, I think. Mm. And now that uh, South Africa, because the thing was, all the visas got cancelled and all that stuff. And of course, nothing was processed. And well, because they were in lockdown, obviously, they're not processing anything for people to leave and stuff. Um, and of course with the name change she needs new documents she needs a new visa and we couldn't do that uh, for the past eat eat i have too much of them 
You can also take some if you want. I'm never gonna finish that. Um, yes, so we basically we have to get all the stuff anew and now that the country is opening up again uh, in South Africa, they are now starting to, we've uh, applied for the new passport, now we have to wait for that to start applying for the new visa because we need the ID number. So to get like a, I need to not, the, the, don't you get like a something, some piece of paper for the meantime? Um, With the number? I don't think you get the the actual. I think you can, in a pinch, get a temporary yeah, passport, well, but I don't think you get to apply for a visa with that. I would imagine you can. Because the temporary they, they can't expect everyone to wait for that stuff. No, yes, of course, why not? <laughs> no, I think you, you have to have valid documents if you want to travel. Yeah, but you can you can get like like a piece of paper in the, for the meantime. If they, if they, I mean, you can in Germany. I know that. Yeah, but I think that's for small stuff. Like, of course, you can get that to travel to, you know, uh, Namibia or something. Oh. But if you wanna get a Schengen visa, I think you need a passport. I mean, you even need one that is at least valid for another six months. I don't mm -hmm. even think the temporary ones, if they're even that long. Mm, another not, point yeah. is they're they're processing it now. And as they're doing that, as we're like looking at, okay, maybe just another two months and she can come here, mm -hmm. numbers are ramping up here again, yeah. which both is, of course, there may be another lockdown here, which means she may not, may not be able to come in because since she doesn't have a, a permanent residency here, the married people reunification thing doesn't apply. Um, that only applies if you have like the right to stay in that country for more than a visitor's visa. And um, of course, it may also mean that South Africa views us as a risk country again, because that was the issue when I wanted, because I came after the wedding, I just came home for like three weeks. And on two days before I wanted to leave, the lockdown was put into place where Germany was uh, like Italy and uh, many countries in Europe. Uh, Did you get your mind back for the flight? I haven't tried yet. Another thing that I don't feel like dealing with, but I have up to two years to get that back. Um, and if they still exist, I mean, I think Alitalia was already in the process of going bankrupt, so I don't even know if they're still around to give me money back. But it's like I'll deal with that when I have the nerve. Um, but yes, if we are gonna be considered a risk country, there may be. Um, restrictions on her leaving the country to go or come here because they're already discussing that that now international travel is open up but not to risk like business uh, trips uh, don't get allowed to go anywhere that's considered a risk country and so i'm yeah i'm annoyed that it has come back that people are going out demonstrating against wearing a fucking mask as if that's so difficult I can't imagine an easier fix to something. But you know, they can't breathe. <laughs> so moronic, I hate them. It's worse. Um, in the end, I cannot deal with it. I was okay. I was holding on. Because I've always said in the back of my mind, okay, I can't do anything about the situation right now. And it's going to end. This is going to take half a year, end of the year. Maybe January, we're going to be 
reunited so it's fine and now if I just if this is now possibly I mean this could take up to another year that's the worst case scenario in my head because yeah. I hope by then we have the vaccine and stuff but I'm, I'm basically I am not in a in a space right now where I can even like entertain another couple of weeks of this like I was so that's something I was thinking about a lot as I was burnt out and stuff and as I was feeling horrible and preoccupied with my mortality Sounds and everything perfect thing that, to think about <laughs> that I I'm gonna see how soon everything's gonna be okay then that I'm just huh. depressed now and I can deal because shit is just horrible everywhere and I can't even be with the person I love and that now yeah so that news didn't help um, so I'm miserable and yeah and I'm trying to figure out how to cheer myself up in a way that doesn't include drinking because that's obviously my go-to did my Ace Ventura give help? oh not at all <laughs> really tried like, it took me like a minute or maybe two to select the right gift to respond in our Discord. I did get drunk that day. I had a little bit of whiskey left in my little collection there. It's gone now. I'm thinking of getting a new one, but I also don't want to. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the good thing is that I'm not even have. I don't really have a taste for beer anymore. Oh. I don't like it. I don't want it. I'm not really feeling wine that much either. I'm. What I am sad about is that I missed out on the Federweiser time. Like oh, that, no. that in the middle kind of fermented grape juice. <laughs> because that's super tasty. And like I got some fine. from Weber, went back two days later and they were all gone. Mm. Apparently the season is over. Yeah. So yeah, no, also especially because during the time where, where I was working myself to the bone, I was coping with drinking, and I know it's bad, so I try not to, and so I want to figure out how to, how to be okay. And so far, not many ideas. I do try to, like, like this week, I, I always, like, stayed in bed until very late, just read. I mean, reading Twitter is probably not the best, but... <laughs> no, that's actually bad. That's well, better than drinking in bed. I mean, I have to say, at least it doesn't look as dire on my timeline anymore, like I did a couple months ago. Um, it's still not good. I'm still not in love with a lot of the things I'm seeing there, but at least I'm also seeing some normal stuff or things that make me laugh. Like, I was reading this article about... Um, <laughs> One of these towns where libertarians try to create like a libertarian utopia mm -hmm. with no taxes and no regulations and then and now the town is overrun with bears what? that are super aggressive and don't <laughs> and they don't have animal control because they don't have taxes to pay for it and everything so it's called the article is called the town that went feral and, <laughs> and it was just so funny and infuriating of course but also in a funny way Wait, so, aren't bears like a like a symbol for something? Do you have like beer, beer economy? No, it was something else, right? I'm not sure. It's the donkeys, the elephants. Yeah. And there is the the bull. That's like economy. Oh, that Wall Street bull. Oh, so no bears, I guess. I'm sure there's some 
What does it, what significance does it have with Berlin? Is that just because it looks cool, or does that mean anything? I really like. It was founded by uh, by two children yes. who were <laughs> nursed by a bear. Oh, is like, it? They just like roam basically. <laughs> Leipzig is a lion, right? I'm also not sure. Why. Oh. Hmm? Oh. Hmm. Like on some when you come in. But does the, the word Leipzig? Does it have something to do with lying because it... Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Uh, it comes from Lipsia, and I forget what that means. I had that in third grade or something. I think it may have something to do with the hill we're kind of on, because we're a little bit elevated. That's why we don't get floods as much as the rest of Saxony. I forget. I, I didn't pay attention. I, I mean, it's been a long time. But do you remember that? I did a lot of drinking in third grade, so <laughs> I don't remember what we had in third grade at all. Um, so I don't know, but that was that was kind of funny. I mean, it's always sad that you see all these idiots just ruining people's lives. But but anyway, so I do that, and then I watch movies. Except I don't like any movies anymore. Um, so I try to watch, and also I don't want to watch anything that's sad or dramatic or something. I just want wholesome entertainment, and there just is none. Like yeah. we just, I have watched Shit's Creek three times now. I, oh God. I can't watch that again. Oh God. I'm gonna ruin it for myself. I mean, I'm yeah. gonna watch it again with um, Bali. Um, so I'm gonna wait a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so at least not like get oversaturated on it. Yeah. Beforehand. And that's just, and there's only so many times I can watch the holiday, um, same problem. And so I just, I, I started going through Netflix's romantic comedies, yeah. watching some that I've never seen, watching some again that I forgot. And, and oh my God, a romantic comedy is terrible. Yeah, that's why I don't, don't watch romantic comedies. Somehow, I don't know how, I... I guess I always watch the good ones and only those. <laughs> like, I watched The Notebook for the first time. That was the one that I started with. Mm. And it's such a terrible movie. Uh, it's mind-boggling to me how that was... Like, I only know that referenced everywhere as, like, the romantic movie, like, the chick flick. The one that everybody loves. It's and not it's that old, right? It's 2000. Three, four, five, six, yeah, something so like that. I know that it was like a big thing and back in the day, and it was. But it's unbelievable how garbage it is. It is toxic it. relationship propaganda, and it is so not. It's what most of the romantic stuff is, right? <laughs> I know this is like a special kind of. Yeah. It is. I'm no. There's no way to explain it. Don't watch it. <laughs> but if you do, you'll see what I mean. <laughs> But don't. It's really not. It's it's so bad. It's ugh. Now, even in rom-com terms, it is mind-boggling. Because of course you have that thing where she says no as he like randomly approaches her to like, oh, I'm in love with you now. Go out with me. Hmm. Which, yeah, sure, consent is always a little bit weird in these movies. Well, not all of them, I guess. The ones written by men. <laughs> And, uh, but this one does this in a way, like they stage it and they act it out in a way that she's so not into it. Like that it's actual harassment, that he's actually, and he threatens to kill himself if she doesn't go and all this bullshit. And they don't even make that look cute. Mm. 
they make it look like harassment. She's so uncomfortable the entire time. And Ryan Gosling is such a nothing of a person. He's just but a why, bag full of issues. Why, why do you think they, they, they framed it like that? But because they could make it differently. Did, did they forget what kind of movie they were making? Or do you think they they want to normalize that stuff? Or do you think like the, the writers, they've gone through this? <laughs> That's how it should work. I mean, it's based on a story by Nicholas Sparks, who I'm told writes a lot of this bullshit. But that it's in, I guess the books are beloved. Oh, I've got another topic. Okay. But yeah. Um, but it feels like the filmmakers decided to make a different movie than the script. Like they, they somehow they didn't go into the rom-com. They went into the reality of it and it just is so uncomfortable. <laughs> And I also feel like Rachel McAdams is too good an actress for the movie. Maybe that's also a problem. And it makes the other ones look bad. Yeah, because she's a real person and she's real uncomfortable. <laughs> and she was uncomfortable as, not as an actress. <laughs> as a human being having to, to shoot that kind of movie. And the wild thing is like she... Obviously, they like it goes because they have a fight and they fight all the time, and that's supposed to be romantic. And then they break up, and she meets someone, uh, James Marston, who was the laser eye boy from X Men. Oh, right. Yeah, um, laser eye boy. Come on, Cyclops. Oh, okay. I don't know X Men. Um, I don't either, but <laughs> gotta know the, the main roster's name, man. <laughs> well, I know Xavier, and I know Magneto, and. Wolverine. Yes. And he's not the main roster. But you get uh, Storm. Okay, I've heard of Storm, yes. I mean, I've heard of these people. If you had said Cyclops, I would be like, oh, okay, yes, that's his name. But no, uh, you would have thought I'm talking about an actual Cyclops. Oh, no, sure. Only if you say X-Men Cyclops. Cyclops. Then I'd be like, ah, oh, no. that guy. No. <laughs> but, uh, and he's charming. He's not possessive and weird he gets her like he actually acknowledges the person she is while Ray Gosling is just like oh you don't know how to relax I need to teach you how to live ah, because she's rich and she's a woman so she she never lies down on the on the street in the middle of an intersection that's so, my favorite uh, thing I had that exact dream for a while like I just need to find someone I can teach how to relax <laughs> <laughs> who has the money to make me able to do and that's this. why i'm thinking this is not at all a chick flick this is like male wish fulfillment the yeah, whole movie probably. because the attentive sensitive guy that gets her exactly is not right for her like there's even a moment where she then goes to cheat on him with ryan gosling it's like wow i have never had sex like this and it's like come on nicholas what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> That was god awful. But maybe it's interpretation. Maybe in the book she meant, "Man, I never had sex like this. It's horrible." Uh, it, it's so weird because also you see the joy when they're together, and then when she comes back to Ryan Gosling, you see the joy just yeah. running out of the movie. It it gets so uncomfortable and sad. But this is supposed to be like the the big love, and they fight immediately. And of course, they come together and they're happy forever. And it's, but how were they, were they together <sighs> in the first place? Because he bullied her into it. Nice. Hated that one. But I, for the first time, after years I felt of wondering what movie that is, I finally saw The Lake House with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Mm -hmm. It's where they have a 
housed on the lake. I wonder if it's a spoiler if it happens in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> but like the conceit of the movie. Well, yeah, I think it can. Okay, so the conceit of the movie is that they have a time traveling mailbox. Ah, right, I heard of that, yeah. So he's two years in the past and they exchange letters and everything. Mm. And it's such a good movie. Mm. I loved it. It was so. It's so weird. Limited. I think I even saw like compartments of notebook and the lake house. That's the thing. I thought that with the magical ma mailbox and that is the notebook. Yeah, I thought so too for a while. <laughs> That's. Yeah, I guess I never had it. I guess I mixed it up because I think in my head it was lake house, notebook, and message in a bottle because I thought it was a time traveling bottle. It's also a Nicholas Sparks okay. thing. From oh, the other two too? Both? Uh, lake house, not. No. Oh, okay. It's that's something original, I think. <laughs> it good. Yeah, it's weird because I thought that this time traveling mailbox thing that I've known about this mm. when I was eight or nine, but the movie only came out in 2006 when I was done with school. So that's, it's weird that in my head I remember being a kid in a flat that I haven't lived in at that point anymore, seeing the promos on TV and. Yeah. So that's, that's a bit of a mishmash, but... The memories are weird like that. <laughs> yeah. But that was really good. I enjoyed that a lot. I also enjoyed 27 Dresses a lot. There was yeah, also, also a film uh, with James Marston, Cyclops. And what's, what's the one from Grey's Anatomy and Knocked Up? Catherine Hagel. Um, because I then started going through the movies that the writer of Devil Wears Prada wrote. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were so bad. I watched Morning Glory. It's also with Rachel McAdams and with Harrison Ford. And mm. uh, I think you so. This is a, probably an older one then. It's 2010. Oh, a newer okay. one. Weird. It's about a news. Yeah, I would expect the older the, the romantic comedy, the, the worse it is, just because of how yeah. Interestingly not. I watched also Sleepless in Seattle for the very first That's time. It's supposed to be very good, yeah. It is a very good movie. I was actually kind of surprised by how nice it is. I mean, it's not... It's not. I mean, I have only seen it now, so I wouldn't call it like the best movie that I've ever seen. But I thought it was really nice how they handled the depression that mm. Tom Hanks goes through. Because his wife had died and he's mm. grieving. And his uh, little boy, he calls a radio psychologist because his dad is always sad. Mm -hmm. And so then she gets him on the phone and stuff. And when she then asks him, so what are you doing? Like, as she gets him to talking and um, he says, well, I'm, I'm getting up in the morning. And then I'm going to breathe in and out all day. And then eventually I'm not going to have to remind myself to get up in the morning and breathe in and out all day. And it was such a... I felt seen in that mm. moment, like this acknowledgement of just that sometimes just getting up is enough of an achievement for a day. Mm. Uh, that's, that's a very, I feel like a very woke mental health discourse for 1992 or whenever that came yeah. out. <laughs> I wonder if there was like, like a progressive wave and then it, it went back a little bit when we grew up. Mm. Like the older stuff is more progressive than, than the 90s stuff and then now getting um well it went up again now it's getting rolling back obviously my sense of it is that the movies written by women are just better 
like now having seen these and also that was also the thing like because i i really couldn't stand morning glory i i i thought devil west prada is okay but they have such mm. weird messages such weird mm. like on the one hand it's both uh sort of the same thing the, in the one movie um it's rachel mcadams who is a television producer who's supposed to you know, whose dream is to work one day at the today show and who is supposed to go to a new network because she was fired you know in favor of some young guy from college who's going to be you know groomed to run the whole station at some day and so she now is at a shitty network trying to save a morning show while devil wears prada is and hathaway um wanting to be a journalist and to get a leg up she gets a job as an assistant with like this fashion magazine mm. and works her way up and both movies shit on their ambition like they acknowledged in some part that capitalism is fucked up and they have no choice but then blames them for having that ambition and they both end with them realizing that what they really needed all along is family it's weird <laughs> uh, i i really dis i liked devil as prada fine because i like Anne Hathaway and i like um what's her face this famous actress from mamma mia who's like good in everything mm. meryl streep Ah, Mary Streep. So I like the characters. I don't like what the story does to them. Because yeah. they force them then into, I'm not like other girls and all this. When they then actually reach their goals, they like realize that what they really wanted is those oh. toxic friends that didn't support them and just well, put them down for having ambitions and shit. The, the exact same twist. What if <laughs> all the progressive stuff was actually wrong? At least in this case. It's good in theory, but... This woman really wants to have children and not work and have ambitions at all. <laughs> and the it's weird just thing, her nature. the weird thing is, so this is, so these movies, yeah, they're all written by the same woman, and she's also the one who co-created um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is amazing. Uh, that's a, you probably haven't seen it, right? Nope. <laughs> it <laughs> is an excellent show. It is depressing as hell, but it's also so funny and so good. It is that is really. A-class television. Um, and so I was confused. So back, man. Why? I will, I will. But it also sounds depressing. So I, I, I need to stay away from depressing for now. Yeah. Um, and so I was thinking, okay, so maybe the problem is because the movies that I hated out of her output were directed by men, the other were directed by women. Ah, interesting. So you mean the men put their... Maybe. Uh, or the studio meddled. Or like the... I don't know what they did, but it seems to me that because Sleepers in, in Seattle is also a Noron Efron movie, right? So I feel like the rom-coms... And Nancy, Nancy Meyer I love anyway. I mean, mm. um, like, Something's Gotta Give and It's Complicated aren't my favorite movies. Maybe because they're just about old people and I don't relate to that yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I love The Holiday. I love The Intern. Um, I love What Women Want. Also rewatch that. Mel Gibson and uh, uh, Holiday. I I have watched and I can I do uh, concur. Great movies. So it just seems that when it comes to romance, that just I'm not saying men can't do it. It just seems they don't seem to do it very well. Mm. <laughs> it really sounds like like something a studio can meddle in and say like can't you? It's everything is fine, but the woman can't end with the. Uh, putting her career above everything else she needs to have uh, go back to the family values because that's what the viewers want to see that's what yeah. you have to do that sounds or maybe really... it's test screenings or some bullshit yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm... 
I'm curious about that. I haven't really looked up if the writer has talked about any of this at some mm. point, but yeah, it's ugh. and then yesterday I tried my best friend's wedding, which I have seen when I was young. It's with Julia Roberts. Mm. I know that one. So that's. <sighs> I'm still so angry about that one <laughs> because it's so bullshit the entire way through. Like whole motivation is there's this my best friend who I didn't want when or like we were dating for a while but I didn't want him and now 10 years later when he has someone I want him back suddenly and I'm going to ruin his wedding and then she goes and does it. And that's just fine in the end. He's like, oh, thank you for loving me so much that you would do this. And it's like, what the fuck are you even... <laughs> Such enabling bullshit, yeah. It's really infuriating in parts. <laughs> I wonder if the if the people who make movies like that or content like that, they really want to kind of argue for what they are actually doing, that this is actually a good thing, Probably. and they usually, or they have the impulse to do that. And society is too politically correct for them to do it, so they have to make movies about it, hoping to change <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, yeah, no. yeah I going, feel with these, conspiracy here. <laughs> yeah, my theory is really the male writers and directors they make male wish fulfillment. So of course the woman is crazy about him and really wanted him all along. So maybe he was like stood up by his girlfriend. It's like you will see one day I'm gonna get married and then you're gonna want me back and I'm gonna say no because of course the guy says no in the end. Mm. It isn't that he that he gets him back but like this. Oh yes. I wonder. I wonder if this might be like made for, for the boyfriend basically who has to watch the rom com with his girlfriend, and they, they saw like that those people were like positively um, surprised that their side was so well. Uh, that they thought like let's make more of that kind of movie kind of movie where you can take your boyfriend and he will feel uh, vindicated. Yeah, well, it's certainly... Well, you start to see sort of a pattern in these things and I also don't like how the whole, like the casting of minorities and stuff, you always see them like as maids and nurses and people who got shot. I also watched mm. Ghost, which I did like fine. It's also like a little bit off in the... Yeah. This Ghost again. Was that the... Kevin Spacey. Kevin Patrick. Sp Patrick. Swayze. Swayze. Similar, not the same. Was the clay and everything. Yeah, the clay thing. <laughs> Which actually isn't the ghost scene that's in the beginning, where they're still alive. And huh. The ghost scene is just them dancing a bit. Which makes sense, because he's in Whoopi Goldsberg body, so it would be weird if they were like all sexy pottery. Hmm. Um. <laughs> like the version of the naked gun. <laughs> It's that was fine. I, I like that fine. It was it was actually surprised like how terrifying it is in places. It's like a romantic horror movie. Ooh. Interesting. Like it starts like the title is already a jump scare and <laughs> and then when the you know, when he then slowly kills the the two like wow, he's being really? betrayed by his best friend because oh. he's trying to like do something with money and he sent a thug who's of course ethnic mm. um, to rob him kind of <laughs> exactly and who shoots him that's how he dies right but then he like like he can as a ghost push people and then he like pushes him until he runs into a car and gets crushed by a bus and then little 
demons, black, weird, like Lord of the Rings, the old one, mm-hmm. kind of, like they're weirdly cut into the movie, come and drag him away. And it's like this lengthy scene where the, where the poor minority guy who was hired <laughs> by the rich white dude is punished so Whoa. much worse than the actual guy responsible. <laughs> and yeah, but overall, I thought that was actually kind of a nice movie. So that's what I've been doing, <laughs> watching terrible rom-coms to lift up my spirits. Well, maybe that's the problem. <laughs> There's just nothing fun to watch anymore. I, should, I, I feel like I watched it, everything that is on YouTube. I yeah, watched well, everything on you Netflix. You stop enjoying animations when you have like a whole world of anime to watch and there's so much good stuff and they have really good gender representation they always had they just have some weird i'm i was thinking about like uh, trying steven universe because i always hear like Mm. awesome things about it that's really yeah okay i I don't know i I couldn't get into it okay it's not the best it's not something i would say like watch that first and the thing is just I don't connect to cartoon characters as I do to people. And that's what I watch the movies for. I to think like... that's healthy, but it's not how I feel. <laughs> I can, uh, maybe I can connect to cartoon characters a little bit too well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I just want more Queer Eye, more Shit's Creek. Like this really mm. sweet, wholesome entertainment. Mm. Where just things are nice. I need something that is nice. Because... Just watching stuff that is also kind of depressing and terrible. That's not escapism. That's just more of the same. So watch something post-apocalyptic. No, I could watch uh, out of my window now. Yeah. Um, in the middle, you said you had another topic. Yeah, I'm up to two now. So first, anime. Uh, I got a recommendation from my brother again. Uh-huh. And he, he's got a little bit of a weird anime taste, so... A lot of the stuff he watches now is stuff I can't watch anymore because okay. it's so anime and it's so tropey. It's so filled <laughs> yeah. with tropes. He he especially likes the stuff that um, that expects you to be so familiar with every trope that it turns everything up to eleven, like sort of a, a satire mm-hmm. thingy. So it's a killer kill, for example, which is so overly sexualized characters all the time over the top actions and uh, like nonsense basically you really have to to be into anime to to be able to, to watch this and yeah i never really got into it but then Gurren Lagann was another thing mm-hmm. and it was similar like the one character has like huge boobs and she's only walking around in a bikini basically but it's a it's a really good serious and it it took me a while to get into so i have some respect in that so i started watching yesterday i watched the first two episodes of deca dance which is such a stupid anime t- title because it's deca <laughs> slash dance but not with an a with an e so it's like decadence just there's a slash in the middle i don't know why maybe for <laughs> seo reasons or something <laughs> gotcha yeah, and then uh, and it seems to be like a mixture of uh, the first two episodes, at least, of um, Attack on Titan, which obviously you don't know anything about, and um, yeah, Goran Lagan, what I just said, and you either don't know it. Well. I don't yeah. know. So it's post-apocalypse, um, as far as I can tell, 
uh, there's just a small humanity remaining and they are all in one huge moving castle that's the decadence and then outside there are like beasts like weird um neon genesis like like angel monster thingies that have of course they have some weird name gadol or, or something gadols like why would you i don't know why they have to why can't they use like normal labels like these are monsters these are beasts why do everything anyway has to be called like this um like you know, this is, uh, they are the angels of course then then you but then there it has like a background why they are called that i don't know why they're called gadol in this but i haven't watched too far then attack on titan is also post-apocalyptic and that's the last remaining um people are in one city mm -hmm. with multiple walls and like the, the the richest live in the middle and on, on the outside are giants the huge giants that eat people it's really bloody and really depressing and really um serious about that and then there are people who go out um and they uh, fight them and they have like a spidey uh, kind of way to travel and they have blades and then but they can't really and i don't think they can kill the, them but they fight them somehow and then like all lots of characters that get introduced and then eaten alive and really bloody and everyone is traumatized that kind of thing mm -hmm. <laughs> and in this case it actually sounds interesting <laughs> yeah it's really interesting it's really well made too it's just one or two seasons out on um, Netflix as well. Mm -hmm. So that's one. But it's really not, not something <laughs> holds up to watch. Um, anyway, Decadence. So and in, on the inside, there are the humans, but there are also, I think they are aliens. And these aliens, they, for them, it's entertainment to spawn in the Decadence as human characters and fight against the monsters and help uh, defend the humans who are too weak. Okay. Uh, but then there's a whole lot more. It's like a mishmash of so many things. It's really convoluted, very complicated. And obviously I have just seen the first two episodes, so I think it will all make sense in time. In due time, I know. Um, there was oh, a, it was definitely interesting. And uh, again, the main character is a girl who went out with her father when she was a child um, outside of the decadence oh, okay. because sometimes the, the humans do that. I was briefly wondering what you meant went out with her father when she was a child. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's enemy, I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, it's, anime has a real problem with like age differences. <laughs> that's, that's definitely one of the things. Um, no, and then uh, they get attacked uh, and her arm is bitten off. Uh -huh. And she survives, father dies, uh, she, she grows up in school, gets like a metal arm, mm. um, she survives, goes to school, right? And they, and the humans, they, uh, I think they have two different uh, occupations. Uh, either you are a soldier, that means you can go out and fight, or you're a tanker, so you have to repair the uh, castle. Mm. And because she, she doesn't have a, an arm, she can't get a, be a soldier, but she really wants to. Uh, her father was like on the cusp of finding out that there's something else going on. I think he, he found out that the aliens are playing. Or I don't know what really is supposed to happen there. Mm. Um, but yeah, and, and she's really 
uh, really anime girl, uh, manic pixie dream girl style. But she really wants to fight, and she she latches on to like this stoic character who's mysterious, and then he can fight very well all of a sudden, and everyone is like surprised, and then you see a bit of backstory uh, of his backstory, and as I said, it's a bit complicated, convoluted, but interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, I think I'm going to watch a little bit more of this. Um, but the second one was, was maybe more interesting to talk to, what you can <laughs> reply to. So, The Boys, that's a Garth Ennis mm -hmm. comic book, right? Yeah. And I've, I've seen uh, a Movie Bob review of that. I don't know if I told you about that. But basically... He, of the comics? Or? Yeah, of the Movie Bob did a thing about uh, TV series. Oh, okay. I didn't. I haven't seen that. Okay, uh, so he 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 also likes it quite a bit, uh -huh. and he says that uh, it was really extensively rewritten, uh -huh. so it's really changed to the comic book. Okay, and I think that's why I like it that so much. And but he said it's it's not, it's not current anymore. His feeling was that uh, it was season one only, that it talks a lot about like fundamentalist Christians and all that stuff and he thought at the time that this was more or less behind and it's not it was like interesting when The Boys was a comic book but now it's not anymore but I felt because of what's happening now in America it was really relevant and season two goes even a step further um, doesn't really go into the whole uh, there is no uh, Black Lives Matter movement or something like that mm. but there is an obviously racist um, superhero and there's there's black superhero as well and it tells about the conflict and, and yeah it's really eerily I think it's, it's really current it, it has it has it discusses topics although because of the superheroes it's all a bit different that are current and interesting and Mm. Really, really well, in my opinion, but obviously I'm a white dude, so <laughs> sorry if I, I missed some stuff. And I'm really not the, the best, like, the most critical uh, viewer of, of media, especially movies. They really go, if they're uh, nice and pretty. Yeah. But then, also this week, I watched the first episode of Preacher. Ah. And Preacher's awful, Garth Ennis, right? Mm -hmm. oh, I hate it. Oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> I watched three episodes or something. I couldn't. I couldn't do more than one. I, I barely managed to finish the first one. It's horrible. <laughs> I don't like that at all. They, they, I don't know what they were thinking. I thought like the comic was perfect. It was really good. It yeah. didn't have to change anything. But at least in the start, they change everything. How they meet, who they are, how they behave. And, and, the, and the, uh, the, the actors. Yeah, okay, know. they don't look exactly like them. They, they don't look at all like the characters <laughs> in the comic books. I could cope with this if they would feel like they feel in the comics. And they don't. <laughs> They're completely different people. It's yeah. just like... A similar story with similar named characters 
And yeah, he also has black hair and a beard and is a priest. But that's all. That's where the differences, uh, where the similarities end. And then, oh man, why is it so bad? Oh man. <laughs> it is, it, I, I didn't like it at all. I mean, I tried it oh. because um, I read some stuff about it that sounded good. Like, I mean, I knew that they were going to change a lot of things. And the article that I read was basically saying that the experience of watching it was for them a, I can't believe they changed that, but I can't believe they kept that through the film. <laughs> right. I was interested, interested what that meant, but I couldn't. What, did they, what didn't they change? I guess it's that they keep some of them more out there. Because, I mean, the comic, I'm pretty sure it's it's way problematic if we would read it again yeah, today. Oh, yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's tough. And it's... <laughs> uh, for sure. I mean, I did like Preacher a hell of a lot more than The Boys. I... Oh, man, Preacher is one of the, my favorite comics yeah. ever. It was... So... Yeah, I, I just, I couldn't watch... Like, even at that moment where I realized, okay, this is not going to be Preacher... <laughs> I still couldn't watch it because it was just not good. I don't. I especially hate the actor of uh, the the Irish guy, Cassidy. Yeah. I don't. I can't. He's not convincing. I don't find him funny. He's it's not nothing. It's, it's nothing. He's like the, the Joker <laughs> side character that you hope will die in the in the course of the movie. But he's a, he doesn't die. <laughs> he's a, he a bit like the like the Joker in Suicide Squad. <laughs> It's like that level of adaptation, oh, I would man. say. Thank you so much. And he sounds... I mean, obviously, he he should kind of sound with this, the accent, but I hate it. Yeah. it. And, I, and the whole time through, uh, I, I tried to talk me into... Uh, like, okay, they change a lot of things, but maybe it's for the better. Maybe you can't appreciate it because you're holding to the old one. You had to let this go. Forget everything you know about Preacher and just watch their interpretation. But I couldn't. And I, I, I wasn't sure if it was because it's so bad or if it's or if I just, you know, I'm just too fanboyish about the comic. I genuinely think it's not good. Wow, well, good. It's that's a relief. It's it's it so can't I wanna watch just another episode that. just to find out. It's it's so <sighs> like the thing that sticks stuck with me. I mean, I watched this when it started running. That was when two thousand fourteen or something, yeah. maybe thirteen, twelve, something. Yeah, early tens. I just watched the trailer back in the day, and I thought like I can't watch this. <laughs> no, good call. Yeah. Um, and the thing that I remember most, besides hailing the guy and like generally having no idea I what hate anything him. was I hate about the preacher as well. Oh, I hate him so much. So I. I don't mind the actor himself as much. I what just think he's horribly miscast. Yeah, he's just I've, I've seen person. him in other things, and I, I don't remember which, but I remember having a positive feeling towards his actor. Hmm. But as Jesse is the name, right? Yeah. It just makes no sense when he explodes into violence and breaks this guy's arm or something. It makes hmm. no sense because the entire time he looks just like a sweet guy. Why is he suddenly being violent? Yeah. In the comics, he's a douchebag from the beginning. It makes sense that it's kind of a brawler who like acts like a priest. He has like, like this hard face. <laughs> you, you see, this is a hard person. Yeah. That and that's troubled. a cutie pie. That's someone who would probably yeah. cuddle them to death rather than break an arm. And that's just... <laughs> that's, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's something... Something is just wrong like in the very essence of the whole thing it's just yeah, a like, misfire on every level i feel maybe they wanted to to like to make it more palatable by making the the 
them less crass because everything like Garth Ennis is always like over the top mm. and everyone's like okay let's let's there's a cool story underneath let's just dial it back all the way but they completely destroyed all the characters that made it interesting because because they are so flawed and fucked up mm. that's what made it interesting it was it was basically for me it always was like a Tarantino movie as a comic yeah and the Tarantino characters they aren't good they aren't fluffy good guys most of the time um and yeah manuel let down that yeah absolutely terrible call really on everything and as i said i watched like two three episodes and i could not tell you what they were about mm. but like everything that happened was so random and i could not pick up on the thread of story anywhere or what anybody wanted or what they were about and it was just like such a drag to yeah, I think I I held on as long because I love the comic, but if that on its own, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Never. And I really don't understand why why they changed the start, the beginning. Like I, I haven't uh, uh, thought about like looking at the comic before I got here, but then I forgot just to make sure because as I remembered, he gets hit by the spirit, explodes, kills everyone immediately. Mm-hmm. And then stumbles, and while Tulip and Cassidy meet on accident, and then they meet, I think on accident, and then they have to, uh, Tulip and him, they have to, like, um, talk about all their baggage they they brought, because he left her, I think. Mm -hmm. And so in this version, he's a preacher, so first off, the, the spirit hits other preachers first, Interestingly, right. the first preacher is a black preacher who gets it, and then he he says, "Oh, I'm the chosen one," and explodes because it was <laughs> blasphemy. And that's, like, and that's the only one I think I remember seeing and exploding. Why did they take like the black one? And then it goes to the white guy, who's an asshole, and he doesn't do any blasphemy, so he doesn't die. But he kind of doesn't realize that he has this. Um, so uh, he's hit by the spirit and then his word he has the word of god so what he says people have to do if he uses it yeah. and everything he says but if he uses the voice but he doesn't realize it and then um cassidy falls out of a plane because he was like um by the christian underground they, they try to kill him and he jumps out of the plane lands there survives somehow whatever and then he meets uh, Jesse first instead of Tulip. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder, why? <laughs> why do the dudes have to meet first? I thought the other way around was much more interesting. Because Tulip and uh, Cassidy, they, they basically, they're very flawed people. And they live with their flaws. And they are bad. A bad influence on Jesse, basically, who wants to reign it. And then they come to him. Like the spirit came to him, and that makes sense to me. So this doesn't make any sense. I see, I see. And then, then he meets uh, Jesse, and then Tulip turns up there too because she wants something from Jesse, and she wants to uh, forget what was in the past, and she just needs his help for something. <sighs> Why? It doesn't make any yeah. sense. And then at the end, he says to to uh, some guy who was always pestering about. Um, his problems with his mother that he should just open up to her 
and show him his heart. And then the end is that you see him going to his mother. His mother is like, where, 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 where. And then he tells her how he really feels. And then he says, now I have to open up and show you my heart. Takes out a knife and cuts his uh, guts off and takes the heart out. And That's not a comic. That's complete bullshit. I mean, of course, it's a, it's, it could have happened in the comics too. It's not that far off. This is the kind of thing that will happen. But I really didn't understand why. And it's also, so, it's just so mean to that person. Yeah, it's also that... It's like, I don't remember that, but it, now that you say that, because I do remember him using the word on people and them doing it, but yeah. like this seems like the... How would I describe this? They sort of miss why this is happening these things and how they happen and just make something out of nothing because say yeah. saying this open up to show your heart that's not that is not meant to be literal and everybody knows it's not meant yeah. to be literal so why are they pretending like it's literal why not create a situation where he like actually says something that could be taken as literal instead of forcing this to be that yeah it's yeah, it's very, that that really sounds like my entire experience of watching that. Like everything's a bit forced, not really understanding why this stuff worked, and just forcing sort of something that kind of looks like it. Yeah, it's just like it sounds like they they sound like oh, this guy he can talk, and then people have to do it. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if by accident he says because in the comics he says stuff like that, not by accident because he wants them to do yeah. stuff like that. And that makes that's his character. It makes much more sense than this by accident bullshit. Yes, I, I so remember that when he tells the cop to go fuck himself. Yes, exactly. And he cuts off his stick and does that. Yeah. That's because that's exactly what he meant yeah. to say to him. Exactly. <laughs> so and what, yeah, look what they made out of that. Ah, mm. <sighs> it's a shame. <laughs> yeah. This is really good material. You could really make a great TV series out of that. Absolutely. It's too much for a movie, maybe like three movies. Hopefully sometime in our... I'm not too too optimistic about it, actually. <laughs> Let's not talk, think about the future too much. Let's just watch something else. Mm. So, yeah. Okay, but I, at least I'm happy that it's not just like they change it and I, I can't cope with the change. I'm just like holding up to the old stuff. It was just not good on like a basic level, not even just in terms of preacher, but just in terms of entertainment storytelling, casting good actors for appropriate roles. Human decency. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah. Time for a topic? Yes, I guess we should do that. So, topic... I think I need something to drink. Uh, get it. Oh, Have they fallen asleep? A little bit. Big pictures. Ooh, living large. Okay, I'm gonna switch in the meantime. There we go, there's the topic generateur. And I'm gonna wait for you to sit down so you can experience the rush of seeing the topics whiz by with me. Sober hood out this time. Weird, right? Best gaming moments. Best gaming moments. Oh yeah. I wonder what I'm gonna talk about. <laughs> I wish I had a week to prepare. 
<sighs> Best gaming moments. When was the last time that the game was actually fun? <laughs> I'm not really in the right <laughs> state of mind to think of anything positive, <laughs> are you? <laughs> not really. Do you have something? Best gaming moment. Okay, so one of my favorite gaming experiences. I'm not sure if gaming moment is the right word for that, so maybe I'm misinterpreting, you but at least I'm... whatever you wanted to mean. <laughs> at least I'm talking, right? So, um, so when Diablo 2 came out, Diablo 2 was one of the few games I actually bought full price when it came out. Uh, me and my friends, so it was uh, Moritz, Simon, someone else, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, or maybe just the, the, the three of us. Yeah, maybe three or four. We, we all get to get, got together. Um, of course. Was it really? Yeah, it was. Uh, Raf, Raphael, Bash. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right, he was there. <laughs> okay, well, that story got a little bit more uh, longer. Got a bit longer now. So we all got together, uh, went in the, in the cellar. <laughs> the, uh, is it cellar? The keller? Yeah. The cellar in the basement of uh, my friend's parents' house. Uh -huh. So we were like all 13, 14 uh -huh. um, to play Diablo 2. So now comes the story. The, the <laughs> Vash story comes first. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't tell that, but it's too late. Um, he was he was the guy who had all the knowledge about computers. Like we all had no idea in comparison to him. Like obviously we tried. We all were gamers. Mm. Um, but his father was a um, hardware guy who mm. who worked in tech. Basically, so he he from an early age on he, he knew all the stuff, and we came with everything to him. So we weren't surprised when he said like, okay, to improve like the connection, uh, you go to my PC and there's a a server dot exe, mm -hmm. and you double click it and then everything's fine, and then we all did of course, and then he started playing, and then all of a sudden like my CD. Rom thingy got out, and I was like, "What?" We had put it in again. It went out again, in out in out. I was like, "What? What's happening?" And then other friend like, "Oh no, my my uh, screen turned around, and I'm still playing." <laughs> <laughs> the next one was like, "My mouse is moving. I'm not doing anything." And he couldn't help himself and started laughing in the background. So what we did, we all installed a Trojan. <laughs> he, had a, he had like I think it was called Sub Seven, uh, like like a basic script kitty Trojan <laughs> where you could mess with the people who were infected, <laughs> and then we all installed it. <laughs> and then we we played with each other. Like you could you could send messages. You could control the webcam if we had any. You could type in. You could obviously you could install a keylogger to find out the passwords. Nice. You could uh, access all their data. You could. Yeah, you could do lots of weird stuff that would just like annoy the people, <laughs> and that was great. Um, yeah, and then you could even uh, delete the Trojan from your control center, 
Well, if it really did, <laughs> I don't know. And I suspect we were all infected after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was great. But uh, the whole the whole uh, weekend was great. We we beat the other two. We played more or less without sleep. Mm -hmm. So when my father came uh, to get us, I was hallucinating. <laughs> <laughs> when I closed my eyes, I could see like uh, the um... big boss die and then like stuff fall around that I want to drop. I had always this this. Like if a ring drops in Diablo One or in Diablo Two, it has this distinctive ding, <laughs> and I was like constantly hearing this. <laughs> and when we drove back, like the the um, the uh, lights, traffic lights, they <laughs> were like ruby, uh, um, topaz, and smaragd, <laughs> which you could also like find in Diablo Two. So I was completely out of it. <laughs> it was a great time. Best, best LAN ever. <laughs> yeah. I think in terms of... So that makes me think of our um, oh. battlefield. We were completely sober. It was just sleep... We were just sleep deprived. <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> no, <laughs> much too, we, didn't, we didn't even have beer. Um, actually, I think the first night that I ever like stayed awake uh, was at friends. They were twin brothers. And I was staying over there and we were playing some game. I think it was called Urban Assault, um, which was kind of a... I think an alien invasion. Sounds great. <laughs> Urban assault. I think it's an alien invasion real-time strategy thingy. Okay. I remember vaguely something like that. And we were playing that all night until like 10 in the morning when we then fell asleep. <laughs> or like 6 in the morning and we slept till 10. Well, something that felt like, ooh, I've never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> it's already dark outside. <laughs> um, but yeah, LAN parties, that makes me think of our Battlefield Vietnam LAN parties in Magdeburg with, with the gang. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Um, I remember... Did we play Left 4 Dead mostly? We only played a Battlefield thingy once or twice and then after I didn't play uh, I didn't with you guys anymore. So that, um, I had fun with the Battlefield one uh, and I remember because I had the as my name, I had Krabby Krabberson. Mm. And I remember Vinky complaining that, that the name is not uh, clearly a player enough. Because they all have names, but then you guys all have your like La Dance and uh, Hackenstein and yeah. whatever. So you see, oh yeah, that's a player. And <laughs> he was complaining, oh, it's not fair. I can't. It takes me a while to figure out that that's a player. So I don't even know how to kill. <laughs> <laughs> Usual whining. Um, that was that was a hoot, like with those. And after I got, I just got tired of playing with Winky. Mm -hmm. I think you guys, especially Pogger, at some point too. <laughs> yeah, Pogger was pretty tired of him all the time. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I mean, if that count, I mean, I guess that's also a gaming moment. But our Metal Chaser Devlan, I very, that is like one of my favorite memories from. Yeah. Magdeburg. Definitely. So we had it set up like for a week or a weekend just? Uh, three days. We were we were meant days. to do a week, but somehow then you guys were like, oh, let's just make it three days. Yeah, we have to learn for university. 
Yeah, all of that nonsense. <laughs> and yeah, for three days you all showed up like at eight in the morning. We would have breakfast together around right. the table there with the <laughs> right. with the seating. What do you call this? Like a small version of this, like a bench that went around yeah, the corner. Bench, bench, right and then we would program all day. Dancy would be in well, his own room. Couple of hours, four hours, I think. I think we had a pretty strict schedule. Six I think hours. we met relatively early. Of course, we did um, lunch, and I think it was six o'clock that we stopped working. Yeah, beer o'clock. Yes. Then we had our neat little. Oh, I should right. add that to the Sven functionality to give us the beer meter. <laughs> Right. How close we are to beer clock. <laughs> <laughs> right. We had a chat as well, right? Yeah, we had the IRC channel. Uh, right. The private IRC channel. Right. Yeah, that's where we had the, the beer bot. <laughs> yeah. And that was a good time. Working great. together, it was nice. Partying and drinking and whatever else we were doing. Watching movies and shit. That was, that was good. Mostly drinking, I think. Probably, yes. <laughs> Uh, that was very nice. That reminds me, I think I already told this story, so I'll make it short, but um, so the first couple of games I had, oh, now I remember more stories. <laughs> one of them was um, Unreal, Unreal, the first mm. one. And I was so excited for this game, and it, it was just such fun. I think it was the first uh, 3D shooter I really played. Uh, that I, I wanted to play it more. <laughs> I had to go to bed early, and so I couldn't play at night. And my solution was to wake up in the morning before school. And I, I said to myself, "Gonna wake up tomorrow at 5 a.m. and then gonna play before school starts." And I went to bed. I didn't put a, in a um, like an alarm clock or something, but surprisingly, I just woke up at. 5 a.m. sharp <laughs> and I was like yes and then I, was, I played <laughs> until I don't know, 6 or 6 30 when I had to go and then <laughs> all the school day I was completely out of it as well <laughs> weirdly why do I'm, all my stories end with me being out of it <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah and of course when you told that story I told the one of Tomb Raider where I did the same thing before school um, so what else do we have? <laughs> what else are good moments in gaming? Well, we talked about like the old games we liked too, so it's true. Dang, like Dungeon Keeper was a lot of good moments. Um, first time making maps in Civilization? No. What was the other one? Operation the Flashpoint. Oh, that was a cool game too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I loved it, Campaign Creator. I mean, that I. I did not play the game, oh, okay. I just made... I just played the game, <laughs> I didn't know. I just made boring <laughs> levels, but I found it so awesome to be able to make these things yourself. Yeah. I was... Yeah, I don't think I've even played, like... I probably played the first mission or something of Operation Flashpoint, but after that only only ever playing with the... They good missions. They're really good missions. Yeah. Oh, no, I, 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 it was like a real, real-time strategy game where I made... Levels and I never played anything else but my own levels to see if it works. Yeah. Uh, somehow I always loved making things more than playing them. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, I noticed this with the, the text stuff because someone, um, Sava, the one we met at the last Remscheid, it wasn't in Remscheid. Ah, yeah. 
Um, she was posting the what are your favorite text adventures and why I want to get into that mm. and all I could say yeah I played Zork but mm. otherwise I I just I don't like playing them I like making them it's, uh, and I don't even know what so basically I have no understanding of the genre other mm. than it's text <laughs> I've never played mm. anything yeah but that, that's like a it's a good indicator for, for being a game developer because uh, I listened to I, maybe I already told that as well Listen a lot to Game Designer's Notebook. Mm. It's a great podcast, and he always asks like what people did. And he also found that a lot of the of the people he interviews there uh, have made um, custom maps or mods for games, and really got into it like that because they wanted to do something with the games. And that was like a lot of the fun they had. Yeah. And yeah, thinking back back with. Um, uh, because of the therapy stuff, uh, I also remembered that I used to do this for my for my little brother, like because he's a lot younger than me, six and a half years. Um, we usually what we we played. I was always like the game master, mm. and he was the player. We did did it with Legos and uh, everything else. And I wonder if if this comes from from this joy I had there. It just was the best time with my brother, <laughs> where we got where, like uh, nice to each other, um, <laughs> and then, yeah, that's um, kind of how it developed. Like my the yeah my love for making games, for hosting games. Hmm. Uh, I don't actually know how that started for me. I know that relatively early I was like. I want to know how this works. I want to make this like when I started learning programming in Visual Basic. Mm. Uh, the first thing I mentioned it before that the first thing I did was make a this animation that happens in Indiana Jones where you have the map and then there's a red line right uh, to where you are. And so I love the Lucas Arts adventures, and I was like, I wanna, you know, if I can program, I wanna make this. Of course, I didn't get very far beyond that one. <laughs> and then I just played around with some form stuff, like mm. passwords, and mm, that I found very interesting. And mm. uh, and then, of course, you know, Operation Flashpoint. Also, I think uh, in music, I I think I was in fifth grade when a friend of mine had one of these music creation programs, like where you have like pre-made samples and you can arrange them. Um, it was Rave EJ <laughs> uh, and and yeah and then I think through these things eventually I discovered the RPG maker and did a little things with that but I never really and I think that's what I'm starting to realize when I mean, we talked about that after the Red King mm. stream I am so fascinated by all these things like they were playing uh, Mario 64 and I just, I want to make something like that, yeah. mostly not to make a game, but just to know how to do it. Yeah. And I think that's always what I liked, because I didn't really make good missions in Operation Flashpoint or anything. I was just fascinated. I could set a start point here. You run, and always way too far. You run <laughs> where you have to walk 10 minutes to get to the point, just to have like a character who sends us say something, so that you walk over there. <laughs> and stuff like that, like being very basic, also in RPG Maker, just very basic stuff, but basically just figuring out mechanics, but not really making something with them. Hmm. And I noticed that a lot in the like little project that I like to do, like with the text uh, adventure thing now, I'm more interested in just seeing, oh, okay, that works, hmm. I'm done. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. I really want to make like the, the player experience. That's why I always focus on and the background. That's really something I have to do. That's mm -hmm. why like like setting up the the fundament is like I hate it and it costs me way too much time. But now that I can just start the level, see how it plays, yeah, change a little bit, fix a few bugs, I'm so happy. It's just so much fun. I don't like that part. That's why I can't program mechanics because I just when I have to actually play them, I don't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> I am interested in telling stories. Yeah. I'm sometimes not very keen on doing the work of telling stories, but uh, that I am fascinated by. But other beyond that, like on a technical level, I think I, that's. Uh, I think we talked about it before. I hope we get it to the point where we are, where basically I can be a project lead mm. and nothing else. Yeah. I'm just now watching the documentary about uh, the double fine yeah. uh, thingy. And that's basically what I want. I want to be Tim Schafer. I just want to sit there, come up with stuff, and other people implement it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have we have sometimes like inter uh, people applying for internship that can code, and I always say like, ah, yeah, we can do that ourselves. Maybe we should like take a couple. <laughs> yeah, but I also wouldn't know what to do with them. Yeah, well, you can tell them this is the story you want to tell. Uh, what if they don't do it right? I mean, they, the they won't do it right. That's They're not paid well enough to be actually that good. Anything. We don't have any money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I actually, uh, I was surprised. The documentary that just came to me when I was uh, thinking about Lucas Arts because there was a really fun um, 30 year anniversary Monkey Island uh, documentary that someone, well, like one of those video, video essays, uh, I think the guy's called On a Retro Tip. Um, on YouTube and so I was uh, looking and I remembered because I wanted more of that and I didn't want something depressing I wanted the nice thing you know hear those awesome stories of how amazing developing on the Skywalker Ranch was and yeah. just how much freedom they had and it's you know that's basically the dream <laughs> they were living the absolute it is insane how beautiful that thing is and so I was like I want more of that and I, so I remembered, oh shit, didn't they say they were going to make a documentary? Because I never heard about that again. Mm -hmm. I heard it from the Kickstarter. I heard that people were mad that they, like, that the game got bigger. Um, and then I looked it up and it, it exists. It has like 20 something episodes that you can watch. Uh, and it's very, very fun. Uh, very informative also, because I didn't know that actually they didn't have a game plan. They just said, we want to make some game. Give us money, and then we figure out what it is. Wait, for the Kickstarter or for? Yeah. In the Kickstarter, they just say we want to make an adventure game. He had no idea what he's gonna make. Wasn't it Broken Age? Wasn't it called Broken Age from the beginning? Nope. Had also a code name Reds for a long time. Oh, oh. I forgot that. Wow, and they just we're gonna make some game. I'm Tim Schafer. Give me money, and everyone. I mean, they just pitch a game in there. They just pitch them making games. Yeah, they had this really cool video, right? Yeah, yeah, really funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was because I was like thinking, why didn't they stick to their original plan just because they got more money? Mm. But the thing was, they never had an original plan. They figured it out as they went along. And it's actually kind of interesting to see how the things start coming apart a little bit. I mean, they didn't come apart. It was fine. People blew that way out of proportion. And they wanted something. Yeah, they were just, yeah. 
But they suddenly, I think it was also because uh, Gamergate was pissed off with Tim Schafer, that everything got a little bit, because it was around mm. that time, and he was pushing back and making fun of them. And so I think yeah. a, a big part of that, where did you take the money? Same with Anita Sarkeesian, where people who never contributed were like, yeah, what did you do with the money and stuff like that, just yeah. to be little shits. <laughs> Um, yeah. But there was a part that I really, where I was like, I felt that in my soul, <laughs> where he talks about pitching the project to the company for the first time. Yeah. And um, basically he says, there are, it's, it's an interesting process figuring out when you want to pitch and when you want feedback. Mm-hmm. And that in the round when he was first talking about it, then um, they noticed, oh, actually he doesn't want feedback right now because... Um, he wants people to be inspired by the term that, oh, we could also do this, like hear more ideas mm-hmm. rather than critical feedback because mm-hmm. at that point, we're not talking about the same thing yet. Like they don't see what I see in my head. They don't have enough of an idea. I'm sure they might have mm-hmm. uh, some criticism of the idea they have in their head, but we're not talking about the same thing, so I don't want it right now. Right. And because there was this guy in the meeting... <laughs> Uh, was like, may I play devil's advocate? So yeah, that thing sounds super cool with the two different stories thematically, but it also sounds very like, this is going to be very top heavy and like, it's going to be difficult to make and things like that. <laughs> Where he then in the little interview segments after and says, gee, maybe the thing you try to do shouldn't be done. Thanks. <laughs> Why did we invite that guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just like, so, Ah, yes, exactly. Mm, sometimes I just don't want to hear it. I just yeah, <laughs> such a show of thing to say, like to be like the general criticizing guy. You can't really, yeah, of course, it's gonna be difficult, man. <laughs> Why do you get it? <laughs> ah, interesting. Yeah, he also says it in the, in the meeting then. Well, I see it working in my head, so it's gonna work. Mm. I know how to do it. I'm yeah. not saying I just would like to generally do something, yes. but I know how to do it. I'm yeah. just. Not at the stage yet where we are. Hmm. I think I saw parts of this, but not everything. On YouTube, where can I find it? Uh, the Double Fine one? Yeah. Uh, they, have a, they have their own channel, Double Fine Prod or something. Oh, okay. I think if you use yeah, if you search for Double Fine in documentary, you're going to find it. Okay, cool. Um, Mendes is saying, using tools and making stuff reminds me of Age of Empires 2. Yes! That's the game. That's the, the, the real-time strategy game I was talking about earlier. Right. <laughs> yeah, I also love that. For this game, I also use the editor to make some mission maps. And in Neverwinter Nights, yes! But not Neverwinter Nights 2. I started building a small campaign with a friend. Hmm. This were fun times. Neverwinter Nights 1, I also used the editor a lot. Again, just to be fascinated by just doing really boring things. Yeah. I just had a forest map and then I had a really boring town map and there was nothing you could do in them. Mm. I was just so fascinated by, I put that tree there, now I can run past it. <laughs> yeah, I think I looked at the editor in, in two and uh, I just I didn't really feel it. I thought it was too, it looked too complicated for me and I didn't really, yeah. But that's another best gaming moment, another LAN party. Mm. Back in the day, I really, we really made like regular LAN parties everywhere. Like at least like four times a year, easily, easily four times a year. Uh, one of those was, uh, <laughs> wow, yeah, man, man, oh, so much memories. So sometimes, oh, <laughs> even more memories. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm gonna gonna start with Never Internets too. <laughs> so we were all at the time big pen paper fans. We had our pen paper group. Uh, my friend. 
uh, who was there last time, Blubomart, um, he hosted uh, a LAN party in his uh, <laughs> basement. <laughs> uh, and went all there. We were so excited for Neverwinter Nights too, and it took like, like the, the setup of LAN parties back in the day was really hard. We had like the big monitors as well. Sure. Another story about that. But <laughs> um, the, we 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 brought them all there. We we hooked them all up. Uh, someone had to reinstall Windows from scratch, <laughs> as it always is, because it couldn't be found in LAN. It was always the case somehow. And then uh, everyone installed the game, installed the cracks, because of course we didn't buy that <laughs> so many times. Uh, then we all joined and everybody made his character and th that was basically like one or two days <laughs> of work. <laughs> and then we started the game and it wasn't really, it wasn't really good. <laughs> There was, there was this really, really like railroading us to do things. We thought like, ah, it's a big role-playing game. Everyone can do what everyone wants. But then like you start, uh, if you start any dialogue, everyone is in the dialogue. And then everyone who's, in, I think, in the vicinity can vote on what is, what is going to be said. But if like everyone is bored around, then wow. <laughs> you say so much stupid things. And then I think... <laughs> Some people could like uh, override it with special charisma uh, stuff, and then because we were already, I think, four or five people in the party, mm -hmm. we didn't want to have more party members. But the game kept giving us new ones. <laughs> it was like there was like one uh, one of so D and um, D rules like there's these demon people. I don't know how they're called anymore. But they have like horns and they are prosecuted in this world like nobody likes them and then she she approaches us and then we can talk with them and we don't want her in the party so we we are we are uh yeah we are insulting her the whole dialogue through but she still follows us because it's hard scripted we need her for the story or something so mm. we, so our party was growing and growing and growing, <laughs> and, uh, it was really, it was really a mess. Uh, we didn't really play much far, farther. I think at, at the end, like everyone, I think it was in the winter. Maybe we played the first one too at some point, and I just uh, meshing both memories in one. But I remember that at some point you could follow like the next player, and everyone was following someone, so just one person was walking around everything. Everyone else was like, God, this game is so bad. <laughs> Why do we have to play this? Ah, oh, yeah. That was, a, that was a great game. And the thing is, I think it might not be the best gaming moment, but this was the day, as one of these days, I think the first one, was when I had the best coffee in my life. So I, I made a coffee there. They had like this this um, mocha mocha thingy that you put on the stove on the stove. Mm -hmm. um, it was like really nice coffee. Like their parents have lots of the money, so uh, and and had to to grind it. And I never had a coffee as good as that one. But like my my whole life since then, I've tried to come close to this, but I, I just haven't found like the right coffee. Um, coffee sort, coffee type blend, blend, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, but uh, yeah. Uh, one other thing. So, Blubo, 
<laughs> good old little boy is, uh, um, well, he's like, he's a bit short. He's, he's not really a strong guy, which you don't have to be. But because his parents had money, he had the biggest screen of us all. He had like 26 and like this was really thing. It was so big that he couldn't carry it alone. So when we made LAN parties at my place, I had to come over and help him carry the thing. And we usually carried it to people. So yeah, that was also a thing. Man. Yeah, Never Winter Nights again, something that I didn't play, just play with the editor. Hmm. I guess I did that a lot, kind of. I think it, I was just thinking if there's something in a game where I was really like, whoa, yeah. what? And I think um, maybe it was in Warrior Within, where I had this moment because uh, you play through this game as you're trying to free... <laughs> I was wondering when you... When it up. <laughs> well, it's not. I, I'm not talking about the cell shaded one this turn. Oh, okay. I just I'm trying not to. Now, Warrior Within is the second one in the sense of uh, time trilogy. So that's basically after you freed the thing with the sand. In the first one, you're being hunted by the Dahaka, the mm -hmm. demon, the time demon that comes to write the timeline, and you're trying to stop the creation of the sense of time. So this thing never comes to. And you can't release it, and so it never comes to kill you. And you play through the whole game, and it's like, oh yeah, at the end now. And then suddenly the game starts over again, and you're this other character that you have been seeing, like running around like a shadow figure yeah. and stuff. And I was like, what? I think that was awesome to realize, yeah. oh shit, I'm not even done yet. And you play sort of, not, not the whole game again, but uh, lots of parts like from the different perspective with different skills and... Mm. I thought that was really cool. Like this twist of, oh wait, there's more game. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I feel like there have been moments yeah, where I played a game where I was like, what? Where exactly this happened, right? Where you went like, oh wow, that's so great. Or something you didn't think you could do and you tried and then you realized, oh, that's working. And oh my God, this is great. I saw something cool like that on Twitter recently uh, oh. where someone in the new series, Sam, or at least like the last mm. one, uh, where they got off the bounds of the map where you were mm. supposed to go, basically jumping up mm. the rocks that you can't walk, yeah. and then they're outside. And it's not, it's not a skybox. Yeah. What you see, they figured out that it's actually terrain, and went for the thirty kilometers that it took to get to a what? peak. And they could walk there. There's, there's vegetation and everything. It's not part of it. It's just a huge area of, I guess, generated stuff. And you can walk forever, basically, outside of the game. <laughs> and uh, they were saying that they were playing with friends and that the friends were chatting with them, meanwhile, and that the enemies had all ignored them and were running towards their position. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that's part of the mechanic, as if you go off the, that they come to kill you to get you back, but they're no, saying, I am too far, they're never gonna catch me no, now. he's outside of the, <laughs> you wanna see the Matrix, <laughs> we have to stop him. Yeah, nice. that, that sounded awesome. It looked awesome, it was very beautiful. Um, and now I'm interested again how they, how they programmed that, that you can have a world that's just endlessly huge and still looks mm. pretty, I mean, it's obviously generated, like you don't have the nice, it's not designed, mm. you can kind of tell, but it's still like a 
really cool thing because that's what I generally sometimes try to do. Like in the early Far Cry or Crisis ones, which one is the one with? Maybe it was Far Cry two, three. I tried to swim to one of the islands because I wasn't sure if it's a real island mm -hmm. or if it's a skybox. I was fairly sure it's a skybox, but it also looked really good. So I tried to swim there, but eventually I realized, okay, that's not going coming any closer. And I think I got eaten by sharks. That's a, that's a limitation to the map. <laughs> yeah. No, can't think of anything else. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I mean, I can think of lots of these kinds of... I still remember when we played Alien vs Predator, also in LAN party, it was always great because one one guy plays like the Predator, mm -hmm. then like two people, for example, depends on how many people you are, can play Aliens, and then you have still Marines who can be other people still, mm -hmm. and they all fight, basically. Yeah, That's great. Or you can do like Predator Hunt. So if you kill the predator, you get to be the predator, and then you have to hunt people. That's really that was really fun. Yeah. All oh, right. <laughs> when we were uh, playing, uh, making lamp parties at my place, uh, at some time my brother was allowed to join us. <laughs> I remember we, we played like for some reason. We started like uh, writing in chat, Sören stinkt, when <laughs> starting, and it came such a such a thing <laughs> for why we always wrote Sören stinkt when we started the game. That didn't even depend if Sören was, uh, my brother is called Sören, <laughs> was there or not. <laughs> and yeah, I think we're going to bring it back because he's playing with us Diablo 1, so I think we need to, to do this. <laughs> Uh, and this is saying, yes, this was a cool moment. I really like this about the Sense of Time trilogy. Yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, the kind of idea where, where you go like, oh, man, I want to have ideas like that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I had something just now. What was it? Oh, oh. get some um, more water. Do you know these games? What are they called? You don't know, Jack? Yeah. Uh, my sister was playing that a lot. I never really got into that, but uh, she was playing that a lot. And the these versions, they I don't know if they all do that. I think so, but they read it out. Like it's like there's a person talking. They read out the questions mm -hmm. and everything. And there was some question about I think about Abba, about their music or something. And my dad and my mom and I think my aunt were also in the room. I think uh, they were. My sister was showing them the game, and you know, as as the question gets read out, what song they could be talking about, uh, my father says as he walks away, I think, or just like, ah, that's Waterloo, and like the very next thing that the guy in the video game says, and no, it's not Waterloo, <laughs> and that was so perfect in terms of timing. <laughs> um, that was fun. <laughs> On the Wii U, there's a similar game, I know how it's called, but it's cool because you can, uh, you play with a remote and then you can, I think you have to flick it to, mm -hmm. to bop it so you have to answer it, I think. I don't remember the game too much, but they had like, you can uh, increase the time you have to answer, I think, with your uh, special up, and that was called uh, Momentchen Mal. <laughs> 
the Momentchen mal Karte or something like that. That was so hilarious. Yeah, we kept that going for a while too. <laughs> My family. I just remembered. Um, Enter the Matrix. The game I yeah. mean, was a little bit like Max Payne. I haven't played, but uh, I've heard that's that's not bad. It's I liked it a lot good at the time. And what I really loved about it is the hacking mini game they have. Like from the menu, you can get into like a console, and then you can like just it looks like like a Matrix DOS, and mm -hmm. you can hack into other. You have a couple commands, and it's basically a puzzle game of, yeah, just a hacking mini game. Uh, like. I don't know, it takes probably half an hour to play or something, but I remember loving I have to find that. Hmm. That would probably be fun to revisit. I also hmm. remember the game being pretty, pretty horrid. Yeah, it's probably just Max Payne, just with Matrix. Hmm. Right. But now, now I have a, a, a best gaming moment that would really fit what we originally thought this could mean, this question. Uh, Gothic 3. So... Universally loved game mm -hmm. by all. Um, uh, I had like the community updates installed, to, so it's just running, <laughs> and it has like more more stuff lying around, like enemies everywhere in the map instead of like huge parts that were just empty. And I I I had it nearly finished. Um, there was just one thing missing. I had to kill the king of one big city and i hadn't done anything in the city now i didn't really want to do the quest quest there but then uh, like my quests i think probably all the the, the big quest uh, threats because like in, in like in similar to gothic 2 or one where you have like different factions and you can do the quests there but you end up at the same point mm. so for for Gothic 3, I had to still go into the city, which I didn't want to. So I walked there and the, the, the guards are, no, you have to do this and that to get in here. And I was like, I'm not having any of this, shit, but I don't want to kill the whole city. So I walked around the city walls and then I found that it had like a huge mountain. And I spent like half an hour at least, <laughs> like jump walking this thing up. Yeah. <laughs> then I actually was at the top. And I could just jump on the palace and then into the thing. And then like the guards there were like, what are you doing here? I just run past, kill the king, and then teleported out. And that was really, nice. that this worked, it was, that was great. I really loved that. And then I had just to kill like one more big dude and the game was over. That was a great gaming moment. <laughs> I thought it was not really uh, what the... Uh, game designers wanted me to do. <laughs> um, so a quick thing that I just remembered, obviously from my very favorite gaming trilogy, mm. Mass Effect, the first Mass Effect, the big twist in the end, like that the, I'm just gonna spoil it. If you haven't played it, you're not gonna guess it. Uh, but in the first one, right? That the ship that Saren's been flying around, the bad, uh, what are they called? Repos. Now, I'm, uh, what you are also, what you get promoted to. It's not an aura. That's, <laughs> that's Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> but but the Mass aura. Effect. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so th that's this guy you're hunting, right? Sarah. Yeah, He's yeah. Uh, like a... What are they called? I forget. Alien. 
Yeah, he's an alien. <laughs> <laughs> and that the ship he's been flying around in the entire time, that that wasn't a Reaper the yes. entire time. And that the Citadel is a portal for them to come out of deep space and destroy them. That was such a what that the great. fuck. That I have such a great feeling. That got me so hard. I think that's why I love that game, because it's like a, a brilliant movie. <laughs> that, that got that, you so hard. That, hmm? that got you so that hard. That got me so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was amazing. But then I had just another thought of something that was actually a great gaming moment. Ah, what was it? Just now when you were talking about okay, I could talk some more <laughs> for you to remember. It was something where I was actually, I can't believe that... Oh, right! Crisis. The first crisis. So it starts off like a normal shooter. You kill, obviously, the foreigners. You're on an island. Mm. Uh, you, kill, you kill the foreigners, right. <laughs> so you're a white guy, you land on an island. You find a weapon and start killing people. <laughs> Um, and then you come, you know, then you come to Regular the meat vacation. of the game. You go into the alien ship in the mountain or whatever. Yeah, I've got that far. It's a great game. I, play, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it too. It's, but uh, just, it was too hard. I think. Oh no, I, it I is was, very hard. I was into. I was in in the mountain thingy or in in, in something. I remember I was like. Well, going probably through after you, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. get you float kind of through the thing, and when you come out, it is pretty hard because these yeah. these little things that attack you, they are. They're tough, yeah, and they get like thrown off by these big uh, matrix-like uh, robots. They drop off yeah. these little ones that yeah, attack yeah. you. Right. And so I was like, oh, "Man, I wonder if you at some point you know have to fight one of these big ones." And then you actually do, of course. And then you see even bigger robots like in the distance, and eventually you have to fight them too. And it just kept like I was always like, "No way, you have to actually fight these things. Really these nice are already way too hard." Yeah, it was. That was amazing, That's like how cool. it kept just and it's like okay, this game has been doing this, but really that thing that's too <laughs> huge. <laughs> but it just keeps going. That it's I thought was amazing. <laughs> ah yeah. Yeah, I tried to play that again at some point and I didn't get past coming out of the mountain because it was too hard. <laughs> yeah. It was it was hard. And now that it's slowed old people. We can't do that anymore. Yeah. Mm. And I think Unreal 2. And I think of things that were like. Unreal Tournament, you mean? No, the second Unreal. Oh. Um, it was story game and everything, and. Well, I never played that. Um, it was my first contact with the trope of the fridged woman. Like, mm. And I found it very impactful. Yeah, of like, course, that's why, why it's used over and over again because it works. It's just I mean, crazy. I guess it was. I'm not sure if it's fridging if it happens in the end. Like it wasn't the impetus for what happens in the game, but it was basically your your mate. Uh, yeah, I don't think it matters when your wife is fridged. And it was just okay. Basically, the situation was you have a squad, and you can chat with them now and then throughout the game. Mm. And in the end, she dies in an explosion of the ship as you escape Spoilers. on like a little. If anybody's gonna play that, <laughs> um, you escape on the little ship and you hear one last recording mm -hmm. from her where she says she's gonna sacrifice her, but she wants you to know that she has always been in love with you and you are the one why she's whatever. I don't remember the exact thing, but I was I remember like being like eleven or something. Yeah, like, whoa, the fuck! Oh, 
Okay, well, right in the heartstrings. And it's not a, it's not a trope. It's not the French trope. Yeah, I guess not. No, it was just suddenly, you know, the one woman mm. that was in the game dies, and of course she was in love she with you. She was in love with you. Oh, yeah, she, she loves you. From <laughs> all the guys, this was the one. Yeah, the first time I was... I'm pretty sure that that would not even be good if I, like, revisited that cutscene now. Yeah, I'd probably be like, wow, that's so lame. But, yeah, I was... But if you don't have, have any, any, like, expectations, because you have never seen anything like it, because that's great. Yeah, I think that's the first one of the first games with like storytelling in a game where I don't wasn't used to that. Mm. I mean, I've actually played Doom when I was very very little still. Um, so my first shooter was very early. <laughs> I probably was only five or six. Uh, it was before school that way I know because I know I couldn't actually read. I just knew what my father did to start. <laughs> I could remember what what the word looked like that he navigated to in the Amistad's Command or whatever that was called. Um, and what you had to do to get the game to start. I wasn't supposed to, obviously. <laughs> it was very violent. Uh, but, yeah. Mm. I, I think that I was basically surprised that, the, that it was a shooter that told the story. Mm. Uh, it's probably not a very good story, but I tried to play that again when it, like, uh, when GOG got kind of big and I saw they have it. I tried to, but I didn't get past the first 20 minutes again. It's not good. No. Can't imagine. Yeah. All right, is this enough? We've done plenty. I think so. I think this was two and a half hours now, so. Pew, pew, pew. Um, yeah, this was fun. Yeah. Right? Despite being kind of depressing in the beginning or something. In the middle. Yeah. In the middle. <laughs> uh, still uh, yeah then thanks for joining us and always, thanks for listening alright uh, Bali says you should write her tell her what you're doing okay will do <laughs> um, yeah then you're very welcome and yeah we'll see you next time we will we will, because that's what we do. So yeah, Wash have a good week. Put on the mask. Yes, please. Bend the <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, be safe out there and rock on. Exactly. Bye. Bye. -bye.